Bienvenidos a SpanishPod101.com Buenos días, me llamo Beatriz. Joseph here, Spanish Phonetic Series, Lesson 8, The Fusion of Words in Spoken Spanish, Part 1. Muy bienvenidos. My name is Joseph, and I'm here along with Beatriz. ¿Qué tal, Beatriz? Muy bien, gracias, Joseph. Welcome to the eighth lesson of the Spanish Phonetic Series of SpanishPod101.com. Are you worried about speaking Spanish with a thick accent? Then you're in the right place. Here, we show you exactly how the Spanish language is pronounced, which will make it a lot easier to speak and also a lot easier to understand. In this series, we'll break down the language and show you exactly how pronunciation, intonation, inflection, and spelling work in Spanish. So join us for this lesson of Spanish Pod 101. So in phonetics lessons 6 and 7, we studied accentuation, and we learned about palabras agudas, llanas, estrújulas, y sobreestrújulas. Today, we're going to move on and ask the question, why do words in Spanish sound blended together? And hopefully, we'll be able to shed some light on that answer as well. After that, we'll talk about some common difficulties that students have when it comes to the pronunciation of phrases and sentences, and we'll wrap up by doing some exercise to reinforce what we cover in this lesson. And before we start, I just want to mention that we've added a really cool feature to the Learning Center. If you go to the lesson transcripts with audio for our newbie, beginner, and regional lessons, you can listen to the conversation line by line, and then you can record your own voice and compare it to the conversation. It's a really great way to focus on your pronunciation habits. Okay, I'm really excited about this lesson because I think that this is one of the most common complaints among new students to the language. So, Beatriz, let's get right down to it. Why do words in Spanish sound like they're blended together? Bueno, las palabras en español suenan mezcladas porque, de hecho, se fusionan fonéticamente. Ah, so words in Spanish sound blended together because they are phonetically fused. So it's right under our noses the whole time. Beatriz, let's try to be a little more precise. ¿Cómo se llama este fenómeno? What is this phenomenon called? En primer lugar, es una especie de metaplasmo. Okay, so to begin, we can say that this is a kind of metaplasm. And when we say metaplasm, we're not talking about the medical term that refers to lifeless matter in a cell, but rather the linguistic term that refers to changes in spelling or pronunciation of words. Claro. Y hay varios fenómenos como este. Hoy nos enfocaremos en la sinalefa. That's right. There are many kinds of metaplasms. But today, we're going to focus on what we call the sinalefa. So, Beatriz, now we've really focused our study, but I bet most of our students aren't very familiar with the word sinalefa. So, could you define it for us? ¿Cómo no? La sinalefa es el enlace de sílabas por el cual se forma una sola sílaba de la última de un vocablo y de la primera del siguiente, cuando aquel acaba en vocal, y este empieza con vocal. Ajá. So, a sinalefa, or a sinaloifa, or a sinalef, depending on how you want to transpose the Greek word, is simply a linking of syllables by means of which a single syllable is formed out of the final syllable of one word and the first syllable of the next, when the first word ends in a vowel and the second word begins in a vowel. Also, we must remember that these vowels do not need to be the same. And if they're different, we form a diphthong. Así es. Escuchemos un ejemplo. Good idea. Let's listen to an example. Ella abre la puerta. Ella abre la puerta. So notice here that the personal pronoun ella ends in the vowel a. 
and that the next word, which is the verb abre, begins with the vowel A as well. So the syllables that contain these vowels are going to fuse phonetically. That means that instead of saying ella abre, we will say ella abre. Great. So it's starting to become clear why words sound blended together. And as we've learned, Beatriz, this is due to the fusion caused by the sinalefa. Claro. Además, la sinalefa es muy común en la poesía tradicional en la cual el poeta trabaja para preservar el metro del poema. Aha, that's a good point. So the sinalefa is really common in traditional poetry, in which the poet works to maintain the meter of the poem. Obviously, by using the sinalefa, it makes it a lot easier to get the desired number of syllables. But it would be a mistake to think that the sinalefa is merely a poetic device, because it's used all the time in spoken Spanish, and most speakers probably don't even realize that they're using it. Okay, now that we've learned what a sinalefa is, let's talk a little bit about some common mistakes related to this phenomenon of pronunciation. Beatriz, with regards to the sinalefa, what usually gives students problems? Bueno, los estudiantes de español aprenden a ser muy conscientes de la pronunciación propia de esta lengua. So, students of Spanish learn to be very conscious of the pronunciation proper to this language. Claro, y como que quieren pronunciar cada sílaba correctamente, se olvidan de que el idioma no está hecho solamente por palabras, sino también por frases y oraciones. Ah, that's a great point. And because students want to pronounce each syllable correctly, they forget that the language is not only made up of words, but also of phrases and sentences. Así es, Joseph. Observemos el siguiente ejemplo. Ella va a hablar con su jefe. Okay, let's look at this example. Ella va a hablar con su jefe. No es extrañar que un estudiante diga, ella va a hablar con su jefe. Ah, that makes it clear. So, it wouldn't be surprising for a student to say, ella va a hablar con su jefe. And again, because the verb va ends in an A here, and then we have the preposition a, which is simply spelled with an a, and then the verb hablar, which begins with an h, but this h is also silent, and the next letter again is a, we say va a hablar, and not va a hablar. Así es. Y bueno, tampoco es un error grave, pero la verdad es que hace que la pronunciación sea mucho más difícil. Ah, that's an interesting point. So... This isn't a really serious error, but on the other hand, it makes the pronunciation a lot more difficult. Y no solo la pronunciación, sino también la comprensión. Good point. So, if we don't train ourselves to recognize the sinalefa, it doesn't only make pronunciation difficult, but listening comprehension too. You know, I would even go so far as to say that this is one of the main reasons why spoken Spanish has this attractive rhythm. Así es, la sinalefa te permite hablar con mayor fluidez. That's a good way to put it. So, the sinalefa allows you to speak with greater fluidity. Claro, y recordemos que los mejores ejemplos de sinalefa se encuentran en la música y poesía, porque allí es la melodía la que domina la expresión, pues el lenguaje tiene que ser armónico con el ritmo, y con tal fin es necesario usar la sinalefa para lograr el deseado número de sílabas de cualquier verso. Yeah, that's true. We should remember that the best examples of sinalefa are found in music and poetry, because there, it's the melody which dominates the expression, seeing that the language has to harmonize with the melody, and with such a goal, 
it's necessary to use the sinalefa to achieve the desired number of syllables for a given line. It's a good point to remember. Now, before we move on to the practice, I just want to repeat that with the sinalefa, the vowels that we're fusing do not need to be the same, and that the H is always silent. So if there is an H between the vowels at the end of one word and the beginning of another, it will not obstruct the formation of the sinalefa. Well, that was probably a lot to take in, but let's try to make this even more clear by giving some concrete examples. Ejemplos concretos. Beatriz, why don't you give us an example of the sinalefa at normal speed? Then I'll break it down word by word and point out where the fusion of vowels occurs. And we'll both repeat it at normal speed again. Suena muy bien. ¿Estás listo? Yeah, I'm ready. Go ahead. Ella quiere entrar. Ella quiere entrar. So, we notice that the auxiliary verb quiere ends in the vowel i, and that the main verb entrar begins with the same vowel, i. So, we usually don't say ella quiere entrar, but rather ella quiere entrar. Ella quiere entrar. Great. Okay, how about another example? Él tiene hambre. Él tiene hambre. So here, we see that the verb tiene ends in the vowel i, and that the next word, which is the noun hambre, begins with an h, and then the next letter is the vowel a. And because the h is silent, the i and the a fuse together. So instead of saying él tiene hambre, we say él tiene hambre. Él tiene hambre. Very good. Now, Let's move on to another example. Jorge va a entrar a la casa. Jorge va a entrar a la casa. So, in this example, we notice that the auxiliary verb va ends in the vowel a. And then we have the preposition a, which is simply spelled with an a. And then the main verb entrar begins with an e. So, these two A's and the E are going to be fused in such a way that we don't say Jorge va a entrar a la casa, but rather Jorge va a entrar a la casa. Jorge va a entrar a la casa. Great. So, Beatriz, now let's move on to another example. Martín se lo decía a ambos empleados. Martín se lo decía a ambos empleados. Great example, Beatriz. So here, the verb decía ends in the vowels I and A. And then we have the preposition A, again, which is spelled with an A. And after that, we have the adjective ambos, which begins with the vowel A. So here, the vowels I and the following three A's will all be fused together in such a way that we don't say Martín se lo decía a ambos empleados, but rather Martín se lo decía a ambos empleados. Martín se lo decía a ambos empleados. Okay, now let's look at one more example just to make sure that we really drive this home. Silvana volvió a Europa. Silvana volvió a Europa. Great. So, this is a unique example because here there are actually five vowels that are fused together. First, we notice that the verb volvió ends with the vowels I and O. Then we have the preposition a, which we know is spelled with an a, and then we have the noun Europa, which begins with an e and then a u. So the sinalefa, or this fusion of vowels, will include the i, o, a, e, u. And again, we wouldn't pronounce this sentence Silvana volvió a Europa, but rather Silvana volvió a Europa. 
Silvana volvió a Europa. Great. All right. Well, I hope that helps clear up some of your doubts related to pronunciation. And this is as far as we're going to go today. Remember to check out the Nubian Beginner Series at SpanishPod101.com. You'll be surprised how quickly you start speaking and understanding. Also, don't miss the Learning Center, where you'll get all the reference material you'll need for the learning process. So, have a good one. Que les vaya bien.